Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon. As always, a loaded podcast for you guys today. We knew we'd talk about Bryce Underwood, the number one quarterback, overall prospect in the country visiting LSU. What we got instead were two commitments, a bunch of surprises on a massive weekend in this SEC West matchup between LSU and Auburn on the recruiting side of things. And so let's dive right in, Shay, and let's lead off with the first commitment. We stick in the uh, 2024 class first uh, because that's the soonest, uh, obviously, class. But C.J. Jackson, the four-star edge rusher who committed to the Tigers on Sunday, this is a massive pickup for LSU for many reasons. One, position of need. They needed to add an edge rusher. We've known that for a while. But also, a top 100 prospect on on three, a top 10 ed- edge rusher, and you go into Georgia, and just shortly after he decommitted from Georgia Tech, you reel him in. We thought this summer that C.J. Jackson would end up being in this class. We had him in our prediction pieces. The on three RPM led for him. Uh, with LSU at one point, and after that official visit, they were really so heavy on Colin Simmons. C.J. Jackson ends up at Georgia Tech, and I know he's spoken about it. He valued the education there. He was close to home. That was big for his mom, but then he reopened things. LSU did a good job. Let me say good. Great job here, Billy, because publicly, when you didn't get Colin Simmons, what was your backup plan? Well, C.J. Jackson said, Ever since I committed to Georgia Tech, LSU never stopped calling me. And he said LSU and Colorado were the two schools that stayed in contact. And that paid off because when he decommitted, we dialed up some sources and they said, yep, we already knew he was decommitting. We're good. We're setting up a visit. He immediately visits and then he immediately commits. And he had told Chad Simmons that on three, I don't I may wait till the end of my senior year because I should probably take some visits. But if I get somewhere and I feel it's right, I'm going to go ahead and shut it down. He did that at LSU. They put up a solid showing. They had a great visitor list. It was the perfect weekend. And I think it sticks. I don't think he did this on a whim. He visited LSU in April. He visited on an official visit in June. He comes for a game. His mom knows about the school. Like This is one that I think will finish as one of their highest ranked signees on on three. But in addition to that, yes, I don't think this was on a whim. I think that when he dropped Georgia Tech, LSU was in the driver's seat. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and you know, the one question was, would he extend it out? And obviously he did not, uh, which is good news for LSU. I mean, this is a guy who's super talented. Um, he's been battling a broken broken hand right now. So he's got an appointment, he told me, in a couple of weeks to get that checked up on. Um, and then he'll be, you know, the potential to be back at it, um, which will be big for him to get more senior film out there just from an evaluation standpoint on our end of things. Um, but he's gotten a few games uh, as a senior. He's, he's gotten a chance to uh, represent for Tucker there in the uh, Georgia, uh, in the state of Georgia. And obviously a, a really, really talented prospect here. And, you know, John Jancic and, and many others, uh, Bobby Barham and, and, you know, like I said, others uh, worked him pretty hard, but I go back to John Jancic's just like meticulous approach to him uh, going through and, and breaking down how he could be an aviation major at LSU because it's not something they offer. So um, I, I like that. I think there's a lot of ties here. And again, the Peach State continues to be good to LSU with high-profile prospects. You know, DJ Chester, uh, Paul Mabinga. Um, you know, I'm weeks. probably forgetting a couple uh, weeks. Of course, um, they've they've really. I mean, it's early, but you could say they've hit on a lot of their guys in Georgia that they brought in. Um, you know, for the most part, it's been it's been worth the time they're spending there uh, in Georgia. And I think it's a it's a really, really good state for them to continue to mine. We've seen some 2025 and 2026s pop up that are very high on LSU early on. So a really nice commitment to, uh, you know, cap the weekend on Sunday. But, Shay, uh, well, I guess you could say, depending on, you know, what area of the country you live in, uh, that LSU got two commitments on Sunday because Teron Francis – the Edna Carr four-star wide receiver for on three committed to the Tigers at what? 1130 at night on Saturday. I was getting close to shutting it down for the night and saying, okay, I got it. A bunch of recruits reactions. We had a Draylon Miller update ready for the morning. Nope. nope. There he is. Teron Francis out of Edna Carr in the New Orleans area 
announcing his commitment to LSU. Um, this is a big pickup, a guy that, look, you on intuition, Shay, and, and you know, from time to time, we talk about things uh, that we don't share on the board, but you would have you would have said, hey, this kid's going to pop this weekend. I'm putting in my pick. Let's get it ready beforehand. This was just intuition and great timing from uh, the veteran Shea Dixon. Yeah, great timing. That's exactly what it was. I had a feeling that if they were getting him on campus, it, it, they had a chance to pop him, and they did just that. They had a bunch of car kids there, and you look into the future, even in that 2026 class, Billy, they've got Richard Anderson on the D-line. He's got an offer. They've got Aiden Hall. He's the top five safety in the country. He's got an offer. I saw him out there on the sidelines. He's huge. All these car kids are massive. Uh, Teron Francis, I mean, he's a junior in high school. He's 6'1", probably 200. Uh, looks like he had already been on a college field. So good to see them out there with head coach Bryce Brown and him and Frank go back, uh, Frank Wilson, go back a long time. Uh, and this current LSU team has a bunch of car kids on it, three of them. You've got Teron Francis committed. You're going to be active at car always. So I think getting Teron in the boat uh, is huge. Now, he debuted today, Monday, or on Monday he did, uh, as a 90, four-star rating, top 300 player. Um, I think he'll only continue to climb up. We were talking to both folks on the LSU side, people over at Carr, and then our on three rankings team, and all of them said the same thing. He's scratching the surface. Like his, the film is limited compared to if you're getting to watch DeCorey and Moore or all these other guys who are getting, you know, a ton of touches and, you know, whatever it may be. But when he gets the ball in his hands, he's electric. So these next year and a half will be huge. And I say DeCorey and Moore, who uh, became a five star Billy, gosh. Not a bad start at wide receiver if you can say Teron Francis and DeCorey Moore, your two receiver commits for next year. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, both on campus as well. We'll talk a little bit more about DeCorey and more later because it was a big start to the week, of course, for him. But uh, yeah, Teron Francis, I mean, he just looks, I mean, sometimes I was I had a dinner with a subscriber up in uh, um, Ruston earlier this year, and we were just kind of talking about recruiting and talking about evals and you know, one of the first things I try to do is I look at a young prospect and say, did have some of the other greats look like that when they've come through LSU, either as a recruit or just kind of they end up looking that way? And I mean, Teron Francis checks that box, you know, just physically. I mean, he even his profile picture, he looks, you know, well into his 20s, I would say. Um, and and Aiden, Aiden Hall uh, also looks about uh, like an NFL veteran uh, just from his, his physical uh, side of things. So, uh, Teron Francis checks the box, very low key, just said a hundred percent or thousand percent committed go Tigers. And, uh, that was it. So a big piece of news for LSU that pushed them up into the top five. Uh, I think the number four class in the country on the 2025 rankings, which is big, big news third in the sec, which is wild, but uh, a very, very strong start for LSU in that 2025 class. Um, and that's good news for LSU. They know they've got to knock it out of the park with these Louisiana prospects and in that 2025 class in general, because with CJ Jackson on board, I mean, the, the spots are very limited in that 2024 class as it stands right now. So look, one guy we know who is going to be monitoring LSU recruiting very, very closely, Shay, is our buddy Zach Payne at Green State Wealth Management. Zach and his whole team can help you through any financial planning that you need to go through, whether it's retirement, whether it's 401k, whether it's investments, all of those things, Zach Payne and his team at Green State Wealth Management can help you through. He's in Iowa City, but he's got customers all over the country. We've seen some of our LSU subscribers on the Bengal Tiger get with Zach and his team at Green State Wealth Management by calling 319-358-5600. 32 or emailing him at Zach, Z A C H P A Y N E, at greenstatewm.org so that they can get you jump started on the path to saving money 
or getting your financial future in order. And we want to remind people too, he is a Louisiana native, all LSU guys. Some of y'all might know, remember him, uh, ESPN Radio back in the day, Saints won the Super Bowl. He was covering uh, them at the time, LSU, the Hornets, before they came the Pelicans. So uh, he's Louisiana through and through, uh, and even being away right now, as, as you said, helping people all over the country out. So guys, give him a call again, 319-358-5632. Uh, or just go check it out uh, at Green State uh, Wealth Management, Zach Payne, Z-A-C-H-P-A-Y-N-E, if you're not watching on YouTube. He is a good friend of the program uh, right here at the Bengal Tigers. So go ahead and support him. Uh, everyone, really, of all ages. I told you all last week, even you kids getting out of college, uh, this is the time to do it. Don't wait until you're in your 30s and you're scrambling and trying to start a family and, and don't have it all together. Go ahead and give Zach a call now. It's free to call him. and. Y'all can take it from there. Yeah. So shout out Zach Payne, big LSU supporter um, on the board. A lot of people know him. Uh, and and obviously uh, he he pays attention to the Bengal Tiger podcast and, and the BengalTiger.com. So Shay, um, people probably turned on this podcast and probably throwing things at their window, um, you know, for, for not getting right into the number one prospect in the country being on campus. That's Bryce Underwood, uh, Brad and Bunky. So mad right now. Uh, because we haven't talked about him. But look, that's what happens. You get commitments, you got to lead off with them. But now we're into it with Bryce Underwood, number one overall prospect in the class of 2025, number one quarterback who's back on campus this weekend with his family. And Shay, uh, you had this one covered start to finish. He landed Saturday uh, in time to uh, get going with game day, get carted around campus and then take in the game. And I mean, even got a special shout out on uh, the Jumbotron. Yeah, he did. Tiger Stadium went wild for that one. Um, it would be foolish of me. I've said this. Uh, I said this on on three uh, on Josh Newberg's uh, national show on Monday. It'd be foolish of me to tell you. I know where Bryce Underwood's going to college. I don't. I'm not sure if Bryce knows where he's going to college yet. What I do feel very confident in saying is that I've always felt it was LSU and Michigan. I know that Penn State's crept in, you know, has been a team he's visited. Colorado was creeping into it. He had mentioned BAM at one point. But one thing EJ Holland at the Michigan site talked about early on was Bryce wanted to play in the SEC. Well, she's the only team right now, Billy, that he's looking at very seriously in the SEC. So you remember those early things. And EJ covers Michigan and has point blank said, in his opinion, this is an LSU Michigan. Everything else is just side chatter. If I'm viewing it through that lens, yes, Michigan's in the chase for a national championship right now. Yes, he is a stone's throw from there living in Belleville. Yes, he is being heavily courted by them and has visited a number of times and is close with their quarterback's coach. What I also know to be fact is he and his family, his mom, dad, and his sister, have now made four visits to Louisiana from Michigan in about six months and spent multiple days each time. And among those visits, Billy, we've talked about it. It was his parents' anniversary weekend once. It was his mom's birthday once. So on weekends where you could easily say, Bryce, we're not going down there. You go down. We're going to stay back every single time they came. That's kudos to Joe Sloan and the staff um, from top to bottom on uh, whether it's coaches or, or you know, off-field personnel who have put a played a big role uh, in this recruitment. I've mentioned Patrick Kelly before. Brian Kelly's son uh, is the guy who obviously being from up that way uh, has grown close to the family and has a good relationship with them. So they've worked this one really well. Now you ask me, Billy, how did the weekend go? Outside of a commitment, I don't think it could have gone better. Here's why. LSU won by 30 points in an SEC game. He had never been to a game in Tiger Stadium. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, he's actually getting a rare chance to throw around in Tiger Stadium when they brought the elite camp in there one day. Never been to a game. It sold out. It was rocking the whole time. You mentioned it. Swag surfing comes on. He's on the Jumbotron. Uh, he's in his NBA Young Boy tee, uh, giving away all the Baton Rouge, Louisiana love. Everybody, the student section was cheering for him, chanting his name, stuff like that. Also made the visit with some of his friends, including teammate Adrian Walker. They had four total Michigan kids here. And Jaden Daniels continues, I mean, casually puts up 400 yards. LSU now has more total offense yards, Billy, than any school in the entire NCAA. If you don't think Bryce Underwood notices that, you're not following recruiting. That's exactly the type of stuff he pays attention to. So 
Yes, I know that LSU's lost a couple games. Michigan's undefeated. Yes, they're having a great season. Yes, they're the in-state team. LSU and Sloan and these guys, they did such a good job of getting them to this point. Then you got to play the games. Even if you've lost a couple, LSU has the best offense in college football right now. LSU has a DeCorian Moore down there hanging out with him. LSU has Harlem Berry hanging out with him. Those are the number one potential number one players. Harlem already is the number one running back, DeCorian number two receiver in the country. Like he sees what could be around him. I don't think this visit weekend could have gone any better. Yeah, it's tough to argue with that. I mean, it, it really is. Uh, they have so much going for them right now, uh, really, on the field. And just with the relationship Joe Sloan's been able to create with him and his family, uh, it just, I mean, you don't want to say, how can he not go to LSU? But, I mean, how can he not go to LSU? Now, um, we'll see kind of what happens. Tough. With, it's tough. It, it's it, a battle. It's a battle. It's uh, a prospect that, I mean – the number one player in the country, the number one quarterback is going to, I mean, this, is this going to, are, are we going to see like a Nico, I am Oliva type deal? Are we going to see, you know, how big does NIL factor in? And that's all things that as the decision date creeps up, those are all things that are going to probably take serious shape here pretty soon. I need to put this into perspective again. I know people see that, okay, he's ranked as a number one quarterback. He's ranked as a number one overall player, all that stuff. Okay, that sounds great. This would be out-of-state-wise. This is Patrick Peterson, Jamarcus Russell level of recruitment we're talking of, going out and getting someone who's considered the best player in the country. That's what Patrick Peterson was in that range at the time. Um, certainly, uh, when Jamarcus was considered to be one of the best quarterbacks out there, they got him, um, early, early on, they went into Florida back in my college days, got guys like Xavier Carter at receiver who were top five, 10 players nationally. And when it's a quarterback, Billy, it amplifies it. This is about as big as it gets. Like if LSU pulls this off, it's one of the biggest out-of-state commitments in the program's history. That's simply put. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, there's, there's, I mean, you could, I, it, it's massive. And, and, you know, with where the quarterback situation will be when he arrives on campus, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he could, you know, be that starting guy. I think what Nuss has, you know, two more years after this one. So you'd have 24 and 25. Um, but who knows? Is it a, Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams type situation? Is it Dylan Gabriel, Jackson Arnold type situation? Just only comparing those two or, or like a um, Jalen Hurts to a situation. I mean, that, that's where you have somebody with this type of clout. I mean, guys, he's the uh, freshman and sophomore Gatorade player of the year. He's won two state championships already. He is well on his way to winning a third and probably another Gatorade player of the year. I mean, he might end up being like, you can probably have the argument and discussion about, well, okay, this quarterback here, th that quarterback there, as far as like the best coming out of high school, but he might very well be one of, if not the most decorated quarterbacks to really come out. I mean, Kyler Murray status, it it's pretty yeah. unbelievable. The Caleb Williams type. I mean, guy like that who just got all the accolades. I will say too, I'm I had some revisionist history there. Jamarcus didn't finish, at least back in whatever that was. What, gosh, 03? It would have been like Rivals and the Scout were around. Scout, I don't even know if they have profiles up anymore. Rivals ESPN, probably, right? Yeah, I guess we're, we're already – but I don't think he finished up there. Uh, Russell Shepard finished as the number one quarterback. He was out of state being in Texas. That's I often consider Texas, Louisiana, and I skip right by it. So we're talking Russell Shepard, Patrick Peterson level of like how big this is. And then he's a quarterback who many consider to be one of the best in recent years. It is the dominoes that could drop after one like this is massive for LSU. Like if you get a Bryce Underwood, everything's on the table for you. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll see uh, how it goes. Obviously I'm, Really interested to see. Okay, so for those that don't keep too much track, Michigan's high school season does not have, I think they have maybe one or two more weeks of the regular season, and then I think probably one, and then they go into playoffs. So their state championship is Thanksgiving weekend. 
Um, so it'll be very interesting to see if he makes any other visits. Does he take any unofficials? Can even I mean can even twenty twenty fives or take unofficials yeah, in like open, December? Until, it's, until it's a dead period right before yeah. signing day, anybody can visit. So so it's unusual, but could happen where he could take another visit somewhere in uh, December. Um, I if this goes wire to wire as LSU Michigan battle, basically, I mean that's pretty wild. I know Penn I, State's creeping in, Colorado got him on campus. Is there an Oregon that pops in there? Is there another school? I mean, it's just pretty wild to just think about. I mean, he really has taken his visits. Does would Ohio State entertain it? Taking another? I, I don't know. It's wild. I was looking at Michigan's schedule to give you a feel for maybe what home game he could go to there. Um, he can't even go to the big one, I don't think, because that would be the state championship game. Well, yes. So the they are uh, play two more home games, which is kind of rare or not. The flip from LSU. LSU is pretty much at home the rest of the way, minus Bama. Uh, they play Purdue on November 4th, and then they'll finish November 25th. Right now, it's number two Michigan versus number three Ohio State. Obviously, that's a marquee game, November 25th, 11 a.m. Um, but I would have to Google Michigan's high school dates for what division his school played in it would be that weekend though. I don't know if they can play Friday and that game's on Saturday. So that's the one you keep an eye on, right? Michigan, Ohio state. If he gets back for that game and then where does it go from there? Yep. So it's just a waiting game. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. Well, I did want to, we're mixing it up So me and Maddie B did the mailbag pod, but we did have some people ask questions in there and I, about recruiting, which Maddie B bans from the mailbag pod. Cause it's only about the team. Uh, and he keeps it very strict. Uh, so Maddie B would not let me answer the question. So I told those people. Keeps it moving. Keeps it moving. No, I keep it moving. Maddie B goes on and on on the podcast. I, <laughs> I love it. I'm trying to keep it under an hour. Uh, but I promised a few of you we would get these questions answered. Um, and MB21 uh, asked about how many of the big three A&M commits could flip. And Billy, by that, they mean five-star athlete Terry Bussey, four-star D-lineman, Gabriel Elford and four-star wide receiver Draylon Miller were all in town this weekend. All three committed to AM. All three, arguably, you could say picked AM over LSU as the number two team on their list, but they were all on campus at one time. You've caught up with, already with Draylon. We've talked to some people about Bussy and Relaford. I'll let you take the mic back here. Start us off with Draylon. Yeah, so Draylon Miller, top 100 prospect. Um, it's Timely that you said that you think of Texas uh, as kind of Louisiana um, and he is right really on the border. It's about three hours or I think it's four hours to get to uh, LSU and uh, three hours and 45 minutes to get to College Station uh, from where he's at. So right in the middle and Draylon Miller and his family rolled over to Baton Rouge for this game. And look, there is a lot of buzz. Shout out some of the insiders on the board um, and and honestly what we're hearing as well on our end that. If there is a most likely to flip, it would be Draylon Miller. Now, at least right this moment, at least right this moment. Now, will he is the big question mark, because if you go back to his commitment, I'm trying to sift through this because USC thought they were getting him. I mean, USC mods were like doubling down day before. And if you were if you were a Bengal Tiger subscriber, you knew it was at least LSU A&M. He wasn't going to USC, but. I mean, there were some people at LSU that still thought he was going their way about a couple of days before. So how much of this is I'm on the visit. I like what I see. The offense is rolling. But would he back off and flip? It's they've got to strike while the iron's hot. If if we don't see anything happen by like Thursday, it's it's going to be something that might take more time to play out. Yeah, I don't I don't have any time frame on this. I don't know anything of that nature. I will say that right now when you look, Billy, and this is maybe the theme of our conversation here, is A&M and Jimbo in year six and them losing some games right now is going south on the field or in the wrong direction on the field or not living up to expectations on the field, once again, going to start to matter to kids. And we, I always say, one game never changes something for a kid. Like, the high, I, I repeat it all the time. High school kids, minus like three or four out there, play for teams that lose a game at least once a season. 
just the unless you're in Duncanville or where you're going to lose a game. It is what it is. And it football players who are listening, anybody who competes at any high level, high school, then into college, especially if you're listening and you're a professional athlete, when you lose games, you don't sit around and say, man, like this sucks. I should transfer. We should quit. It was, it's more often than not, we lost it. We gave it to them. We're better than they are. So like they're of that same mindset. They understand when you lose a game, when you have bad seasons and it's continues on and on that starts to permeate to the fan base and the national media and A&M is getting talked about right now as a school that's not moving in the right direction while LSU in year two of Brian Kelly's being talked about a school that, Hey, they just won the sec West in year one. Oh, Hey, in year two, they have past the midway point of the season, the best offense in college football. Look what they're doing, man. If they just had a little defense, Jane Daniels would win the Heisman. I think that kind of stuff does matter because that is a perception that is also kind of entrenched in reality. So for me, no, a kid seeing a team lose a game doesn't matter. But if did these kids see A&M losing a number of games and you are in Texas, the talk they hear, they turn on talk radio, they get on, you know, they go to school and hear their friends talk about college football. Like, does that matter right now? Because A&M fans are saying, Hey, we keep doing this. We're going to lose guys. And that'd be to LSU's benefit because LSU's recruiting a few of them. Yeah, and so I think in order of potential, it'd be potential to get right now would be Draylon Miller, Gabriel Relaford, and Terry Bussey would be the potential right at this moment. Long term, again, if it stretches beyond this week, no Draylon Miller, then maybe you would think that in terms of likelihood, Gabriel Relaford, the top defensive tackle, I think in our mind at least, in Louisiana would be the the – guy that they would most likely and not saying it would happen, but most likely they would be able to flip because they just, he's in Louisiana. And to to answer your like overall question and and thought, I agree. I think if A&M continues to struggle, like if they end up, what, what are they at right now? Uh, Four and three and two, four and three. Um, you know, if they end up, uh, yeah, four, uh, four and three overall, five hundred in the SEC, two and two. Yeah, so they still got a game against LSU. They obviously beat LSU when they were down last year, so LSU has to come out and beat them um, just to take back a little bit momentum on the, on that side of things. Um, but you know, if you see them crater completely and go like five and seven, then I they, think you're you're. You know, a lot of people around Texas A&M think that Jimbo's got an, at least another year. I mean, for whatever reason, it's, I, it's just maybe it's the money. Maybe, I mean, at some point you got to – because it's like LSU getting rid of Ed Ogeron in a way. Like, you know, you're in it for another $100 million at some point. I know money's not an object. If they really wanted to, they could, but I don't know. I, I don't know. And they're doing – they've struggled a little bit. They've struggled overall, but they've got a backup quarterback. I mean, that's the reality of it, too. You know, Connor Wegman was one of the more efficient ones in the country, but um, before he got hurt. But this is, it's the problem with AM is they can't get past their floor right now. I mean, they really can't. They haven't shown it. They haven't, they haven't. So until they prove they can, they're going to be a middle of the road SEC team. And whether Aggie fans want to hear it or not, I mean, that's what, you, that's what you are at this point. So, if they're in that purgatory, when does it really start impacting recruiting? I don't know, but it it certainly can't help when LSU is pushing to Draylon Miller, hey, this is what you could come join in on and be a part of. They're on by this weekend, so you're not going to hear anything about AM for a couple of weeks, but they uh, will host South Carolina. They have to go to Ole Miss, who's obviously knocking on the door of a top 10 uh, ranking right now. Uh, they'll get State, who's down this year. Uh, play a non-com game and finish up in Death Valley. So with three losses, if you look at that, again, South Carolina, uh, Ole Miss, um, State, non-con, LSU, that's four SEC games. If Even if you split them, that's an eight and four season. And that is not, that falls short of expectations for this A&M team once more. Um, I was just curious of your thoughts. And, and if it does impact these guys, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So, um, um, Gabriel Relaford, yeah. we'll kind of go. 
little lightning round on the last two because honestly, I just don't think they're at that point where we need to say flip. I mean, flip watch. Uh, Gabe Relliford came in with himself, with a teammate. His parents didn't come. He's a top 100 prospect. He's an elite prospect in Louisiana. They're working on him as hard as they can. Um, but this one will probably take another visit. Um, getting his parents in for an official visit, yeah. then we can really start talking about that and see if uh, that's an option. And then Terry Bussey, the five-star uh, athlete out of Kimson, Texas, he just committed to the Aggies at the end of last month and just took his official visit the week before to LSU. And he shows up with uh, some family and um, you know, teammates, came yep. and teammates and you know, that was impressive that they got them him there. Yeah, I was shocked to hear about him. I mean, there, there were basically any LSU A and M recruiting battle so far this cycle. They're still recruiting them, trying to get them to campus. Weston Davis, you know, some, Blake Ivy, I'm sure. But you know, to see Terry Bussey fresh off a commitment and show up, that was surprising. I'll give the I want to give the staff kudos here because we had kind of heard rumblings during the week, and it was, hey, Draylon Miller might visit, and we were like, oh, well, okay, all right, interesting, like. That'd be big. You know, he's someone y'all were high on very much. And then it was great Gabe Relliford's visiting. And it was, that's two visits now for him. All right. Like, and I mentioned this in the tidbits, in-state guys who are committed elsewhere, Dominic McKinley, Wardell Mack, they're not popping up on campus. Relliford's coming back for a second visit. You even haven't had that many home games, four home games this year. That's impressive. Then they threw in Terry Bussey. I was like, ah, I'll believe that when I see it. Well, there's Bussey on campus. And Again, as you know, like he just committed to AM. And I also do want to note too, I think Bussy's a great, like all these kids are probably great kids. Bussy's very well known as a great kid. I don't think he's trying to lead anybody on or anything like that. I think he's got real interest in LSU, but I also can acknowledge he just committed to AM. And that wasn't on a whim. They were always considered the team to beat. Yeah, I think you covered it really well. And uh, yeah, I think all those kids are great kids. I really do. So. Um, there's a reason why LSU's uh, recruiting him still. So uh, speaking of great, Che, um, I was in my pair of Tacovis boots, no lie, uh, from 4 a.m. on Thursday morning until about 2 a.m. Friday morning. Uh, it was an all-day affair for me flying out to North Carolina. Um, saw Ethan Calloway, the LSU commit on Friday, but did catch SMU East Carolina out there in Greenville, and it was chilly. So I wore my boots, and those Tacovis. They held up like a dream, honestly. I, they were so comfortable. I was able to uh, just really appreciate the handcrafted uh, material that Tacovis are put together with. And that's why, you know, we're partnered with them. The Tacovis store in Perkins Row in Baton Rouge wants you to stop by and have a cocktail with them and get with their really great staff over there. You can, if you have your boots, if you want uh, some of their, impressive uh, leather goods. Um, you can get your boots shined. You can get your custom leather stamping done. But really, go in there like Whit Weeks and Jay Bramblett do and get outfitted by Tecovis Boots. Um, they, they're the best. I mean, this is the perfect time of year as it starts to cool down. Um, you can wear them tailgating. You can wear them wherever. Um, and that's why you need to check out Tecovis Boots. You can stop by the store at Perkins Row. Tell them the Bengal Tiger sent you. And uh, check them out and get yourself a pair of Tacovis boots because, look, if LSU ends up in Atlanta, you're going to need to be looking rather spiffy uh, in Hotlanta for that one. SEC West sponsored by Tacovis. Just got to get there. <laughs> SEC Championship. Um, where are we at? Okay, we got, we were getting into a little bit more. I do want to throw a couple, uh, some mailbag stuff. So I'm going to mix it in here. Um, Blay or B-L-A-E, I don't know how he pronounces it, did ask, is LSU lining up more recruiting weekends similar to the one like this one? Yes, even the Army game, it sounds like they're going to have some guys in, but you've still got home games against Florida as well as SEC home Florida as well as A&M. So I would imagine there's a two to three more weekends that are going to be pretty big, Billy. Yeah, and actually, uh, if you're a Bengal Tiger subscriber, you can get on board for just $1.00. So just a dollar for your first month, and then it's 10 bucks a month after that. It's a perfect time to do it because the Tigers are continuing to line up these recruiting weekends. Um, and one of the pieces that I dropped on Friday going into the weekend was a look at some of the future weekends, and they are really impressive. And uh, LSU has, just in those um, weekends alone, uh, multiple 
I'm just with the two names I'm looking at right now, two top 30 players for on three in the class of 2025 locked in or expected to be in town for the Florida game. They're just, I, I got to give this crap staff credit. You know, the 2024 class almost done, you know, it's good. It's got some really nice pieces, but 25 and 26 look like they could be really special and they continue to just bring in name after name. Um, so I, I just, yes, it's going to be really impressive down the stretch here. I'll give you one more and then we'll move uh, on to our originally scheduled programming. Um, and then I've got another one after that. Uh, but Northern Tiger 29 uh, asked, and basically said, look, a lot of guys have made jumps in the rankings. We'll touch on some of that here in a minute at the end of the pod. But he asked if there's guys who maybe haven't developed like they thought they would uh, that could end up get, you know, ending up elsewhere. And we've already seen that happen a little bit in this class. Um, I'm not going to name names, but look, we know this business and it's college football. And at this level, we see it happen every single year. It's just how it is. At the end of the year, we see guys and teams part ways at LSU, at other schools all over the country. I would expect. I'm not ruling that out. Um, so if this class does some shuffling, even when you're not capped at 25 like you used to be, you're still having to monitor your overall numbers. And you've got guys on the team. You've got the portal. You've got high school. So JUCO, there's so many moving parts that you're bound to eventually have to say, okay, we're going in this direction, that direction. So I would imagine, yes, that – and I don't know the names. I'm not, not – and I wouldn't say it if I did uh, or if there is even any. I just know that – each year, that's just how it happens. So I wouldn't rule it out. But um, back to our uh, regular scheduled program, Billy, um, Micah DeBose was up next. Thoughts on him being in town, a Georgia commit? Yeah, this is a, a really nice young man out of the Mobile area. Um, and, you know, he's committed to Georgia. Uh, but he's, he's sitting there as a top 20 prospect in the country, the number one interior offensive lineman in America, according to the On3 industry ranking. He's uh, very much up there. Um, you know, as a consensus, you know, top 100 prospect nationally. This is, I believe, his second visit to LSU over the last year. Um, he's He was kind of expected in at various moments, but never made it in. Like this summer, he was kind of one that we're watching for, but didn't end up making it. Um, so Brad Davis has never really let up on him. And, and we've, even dating back to last fall, he was on LSU's radar as far as you know, being written about um, and, and what he appreciated about Brad Davis and how the, he's recruiting him. So it's a big name to get on campus. And it, it's just one of the many 2025 prospects that uh, was on campus, Shay, that we're, we're tracking. And the other one that really, I mean, made a big, big move, I think, this weekend is um, Harlan Berry, who uh, jumped up into uh, the top 10 in the class of 2025. But also um, just getting back to LSU for another visit, big opportunity for Frank Wilson and them to, to continue to impress there. Number one running back in the country. I feel confident that he's going to finish there. And I know that it's a year and a half of football left, but I've just talked to our rankings guys enough that they've seen pretty much everyone that's out there at running back so far. And Harlan Berry is head and shoulders above the rest at this point. He is a top 10 overall recruit, regardless of position now on, on three. And um, I am this week. I'll give you guys the news on the pod. I am um, here shortly. Probably tomorrow. I said I would do it Monday. I'll do it Tuesday. I'm going to put in my on three RPM pick for LSU to land him. Um, I don't have a date. He doesn't have a timetable, I don't think. I also don't think he's just going to drag it out. Uh, I think he's got a good feel for the programs that are interested, and this is one I don't think Frank Wilson is losing. So the it would be um, the first number one running back that LSU has signed on the on three industry ranking since Leonard Fournette uh, in 2014. John Emery finished number two on the on three industry rankings, some sites had him number one, but um, in terms of consensus, it would be since 2014, it's 10 years, um, a little more than that, I guess, 11, uh, since Leonard Fournette. And here comes Harlan Berry out of New Orleans as the number one running back in the country. Um, like I said, you've got your pick in, Sam Spiegelman's got his pick in, national recruiting analyst at on three. I'll join the party. I'll have some fun with it. Yeah. And another one that, uh, look, I, I think, you know, Frank Wilson, they've laid the groundwork well. I think you, if he does pick, maybe by the start of 2024, um, there's some buzz that he might have it done, you know, shortly after his junior season. Then I think LSU sits in a great spot um, and, and we'll kind of be tracking for any twists and turns if there are any. But like we, we've talked about with this 2025 class, there's very little excuses when you run down the list of prospects. And 
I would put this next one, Keelan Moses, right up there. Um, we know what happened with his brother, but we also know Keelan, kind of like Harlem, um, but even more so, has been at LSU so many times. And the way he talks about LSU, he always gets back to us. I know that doesn't mean he's going somewhere in particular, but just how he talks about LSU, how he continues to build relationships there. Um, he's a four-star linebacker. He'd, he'd be a, a cornerstone leader type in this class. And um, I, I think him being back on campus was another good sign. And I think LSU sits in a great spot here too. Yeah, we talked about good kids. Keelan Moses is a great kid. And he's – if I were to describe Keelan Moses to people who don't know him, I would say he's very affable. Like anybody could get along with him. Anybody could talk with him. And that's why I think he could be a real cornerstone piece to a class. And he's talked about that. He told me that on record. He said, hey, look, LSU wants me to be the guy who helps put this 2025 class together. And he knows all these Louisiana kids. And because he plays seven on seven and does all that, he's gone to a lot of national events. and He knows a lot of their national targets. And um, again, because of his brother, Dylan, uh, he's been around recruiting for a long time. He knows guys on the team, all that stuff. So with him saying that he's got a decision coming up, I would feel great about LSU's chances. Uh, but Billy, you that quiz, did you do you know you do not have an on three RPM pick on Keelan Moses? Yes, I did. It's just uh, me Jay, saying. I, I noted it uh in the in the tidbits, I think, from the weekend. Uh I too am dropping a RPM oh, pick on Tuesday. Um, but I it's gonna be for Keelan Moses uh to LSU. And I think you could would you – let me ask you this. Do you feel better about Keelan Moses or Harlan Berry? Keelan Moses. I think Keelan Moses was one of the biggest locks in this class, but that Harlan yeah. Berry is not – I don't think Frank's letting either of those guys not go to LSU. Yeah, I think I think. And Keelan, I don't think that – I think Keelan so clearly likes LSU that that one's not tough to figure out. Yeah. Yep. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, just wanted to take your pulse there. Um, I did make a on, on three RPM pick for one of the car kids, um, snuck one in on a 2026 defensive back, Aiden Hall. So, um, look, Jay, before uh, we close out with some ranking thought rankings thoughts, we've got to tell you guys about our friends at Rogue Shop, RogueShop.com. Promo code Bengal Tiger gets you 10% off all the legal CBD, THC, and more. From Rogue Shop, you can log on to the site, chat with Richard and Char, who can give you all the info you need on what you need, whether you're battling sleep issues, anxiety, pain, whatever. Um, Rogue Shop and their products, their all-natural products can help you out and really just improve your quality of life overall, whether uh, it's you yourself or even they have uh, you know supplements for your pets as well. I've been heavy on the uh, the gummies for sleep uh, and have been sleeping great. So when I do sleep, this weekend I didn't. I stayed up late hanging out with everyone on the Bengal Tiger talking about recruiting to like 1 o'clock last night. But the, if I do need good sleep, Rogue Shop's got the answer for me. So I uh, stayed up a little too late this weekend. So starting uh, this week, I will be back on my routine of one gummy, sleep well, get up, and get after a full day. Our friend uh, Jordy Collada uh, asked me this morning if this was kind of a uh, like Super Bowl type weekend. Uh, what, what's this recruiting weekend like when when it comes to all the prospects? And yeah, it's the type of weekend you want to stay up all night and talk about with the Bengal Tigers. So that's what we did for the most part. We were we we're up uh, chatting with the board, and we uh, we keep promises. And my promises to the people who asked in the Mailbag Podcast recruiting questions were that I'd give them to you, Billy, and we'd answer. I actually answered this one. It's our last one. And then we'll get into our final segment. Uh, but Tiger King 53 said best estimation percentage chance this current class of so 2024, uh, which is ranked number six right now after picking up CJ Jackson, that they can finish top five. I said 50, 50. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, you're one spot away from being top five and you're, you know, I guess other schools catching you. Uh, it, it depends. Like if they cut some people loose, I guess, would it on our rankings, would it help? Uh, like that would be my question, I guess. Well, um, our rankings, yeah, only factor in the top 16 or 17 commits and they have 25. So that wouldn't matter. Okay. So I, I say, uh, 
you know, people, people on the board say, I, I, I keep it a little real, but, um, or always tell you how I feel, I guess I should say, but I'll, I'll say 40, 60 LSU gets to a top five class. I no, they say you're always negative. They don't say you keep it real. Say you're well, negative. the other boards say I'm a homer. So there's that. Okay. Too. Well, said, pick your side. You're everywhere then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pick it and stick with it, uh, Billy. Yep. Um, all right. So 40, 60 for Billy. I'll go 50, 50. They did finish top five a year ago uh, or yeah. past vocal. They finished number five. So, which is even, it's even more impressive to finish like top five last year just because their first full, yeah, like, coming into it and, Louisiana, like this is this is a down year in Louisiana though. It's it's like this year's a down year in Louisiana, so there's not as I mean there's not as much help so to speak. But last year you knew that you know a lot of that class wasn't coming, so for them to finish top five is like even I guess more impressive last year um, if that makes sense. So I don't know. Um, All right, rankings day, pretty drama free on on Monday and. you know, we're dropping this podcast on Tuesday, so the dust settled. No big dust-ups. Um, but let's touch on a couple quick ones here. DeCorian Moore is now a five-star plus prospect, which means all the ranking services have him as a five-star prospect. Uh, he joins uh, Bryce Underwood. He joins um, – let me see if I can uh, get that. He joins uh, uh, Ryan Williams, Elijah Griffin, and Armando Blunt, which I actually think um, – you know, this is this is a pretty good group of of five star pluses that you feel good about them hanging on to as far as their rankings go. But um, he's averaging like thirty two yards per catch this year. It's just stupid what he's doing out there on the football field. I think that Cody Belair, one of our on our rankings team, uh, had tweeted out uh, about this bump. He said that watching his cut up of every game uh, makes you audibly giddy uh, and laugh sometimes at what he's able to do uh, with that Duncanville team. So. It's been impressive, and I'll say this too, Ryan Williams, he's the number two receiver right now in the country on on three. Ryan Williams is number one. There had been buzz out there that Ryan Williams might reclassify. If that ultimately happens, like that's Moore's moving right into the number one spot, even if he doesn't, he still could potentially finish there. We've talked about this a bunch. Like They had what could finish as the number one receiver, the number one running back, and the number one quarterback all on campus this past weekend for 2025. So they hell, they could all finish five star pluses. Everybody could have those guys as five stars, let alone number one prospect. Uh, boy, oh boy, would that not be for a team right now that has <clears throat> the best offense in college football? That takes it to an even higher level in terms of the talent you've got on the field. No question. So uh, it'll be fun. I'm seeing DeCorey and Moore next Friday. They played DeSoto, a battle of two. Um, two uh, state championship winning teams, two of the best teams in the country and Duncanville. I love DeSoto. I love what they've got going over there. Uh, but uh, Duncanville is playing at that level. They just won 51 to nothing this past weekend. Um, but speaking of uh, having it together, Shay, um, you know, let's jump into this, this next prospect here who moved up, um, earned his four star from on three, Devin Harper, big offensive lineman uh, from the state of Louisiana. And he's somebody that, you know, Brian Kelly and Brad Davis, they're all over as far as a future piece for this interior of the offensive line. Yeah, I have no doubt about offensive line recruiting. We know how good that's going both now, currently with the team, how they look, and then with guys are stacking up for the future. So like Devin Harper, like the jump uh, that he made in the on-through rankings midway through his junior season. And to put it in perspective, Billy, like J.D. LaFleur moved up, got a four-star. Uh, he's committed to LSU. Borland's already gotten a four-star. He's committed to LSU. Uh, Morris committed to LSU, uh, as we just talked about. He's a five-star. Uh, Teron Francis got his four-star, moved into the on-three top uh, 300 uh, for this year after making his rankings debut on Monday. So you've got a really great start to 2025. But when it comes to Louisiana, with the on-three updates uh, that we had on Monday, 10 guys uh, were in the on-three top 300 from Louisiana. And I just a moment ago called it a down year in Louisiana this year. Right now, LSU, or Louisiana has seven guys in the top 300, so it kind of gives you a sense of normally there's 10 to 13, and right now for this current cycle, they're at seven. So next year it picks right back up, and in 2026 it's going to pick up again. Uh, I think we'll see more and more guys continue to get added into the top 300. Louisiana is absolutely stacked these next two cycles. It's only a kick. A jump, 
a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, no question. And uh, so J.D. LaFleur moves up. I mean, this is just, it's shaping up to be a, a banner year for LSU. So um, all the more reason to uh, be on the Bengal Tiger uh, to track this one. And um, look, lot, lots more recruit reactions and full stories from the visitors that were on campus this weekend. Can't tell you guys how much it means you, to us to see the people jump on the Bengal Tiger. We've seen an uptick in subscribers lately as well. So been a blast between uh basketball season approaching and football recruiting finish kind of heating up uh this is why you joined the Bengal tiger um you know you don't just get the podcast you get all the recruiting scoop um and i'll pat us on the back we were pretty strong this weekend i'd say so um with yeah, that Jay, we're gonna wrap up you really giving 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 yourself and us some credit there thank you for that was yes great. i mean look when when you feel like you had a good weekend you you gotta own it i mean it was between us three we were on there 20, you know, all, all the time. And um, I mean, we had stories going up and felt like every other hour. So people should join. And shout out Chad Simmons uh, and Sam Spielman. Yes. They both helped out this weekend from a national perspective, tracking down some national guys for us, local guys. It, don't get left behind here, guys. Uh, we've got, got you covered on recruiting, uh, even on the basketball, men and women's front. Uh, we've been all over it. So a uh, dollar is all it costs to join for your first month. Uh, and nobody has regretted it yet that has told us. So uh, we are good on that front. Um, let's get out. Well, before we get out of here real quick, Billy, I don't know if you want to uh, pimp yourself out or uh, the YouTube page out. Uh, Matty B did, but he can do math very quick in his head. He said we are, uh, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. For 14, 45, something away from uh, a mile marker on our, the Bengal Tiger YouTube page. So I don't know if y'all listen on Spotify or Apple or, if you do listen on YouTube, uh, but if you do or don't, uh, just go to YouTube, type in the Bengal Tiger, hit subscribe. It's free. If you're not even on YouTube, it doesn't matter if it's cluttering your feed. It won't anyways. Uh, and if it does, that's a good thing. You get to watch more of us. We have like five shows a week or four or five shows a week. So I don't know what the number is, but um, yeah, subscribe. 19 away from 5,000. So there you go. I'm going to jump on board. Simple as that. Maybe I was watching... The, the, the top video is still uh, the uh, Alabama uh, LSU recap uh, video from last year. So if you guys want a little, yeah, just feel free to um, watch that one, guys. But yeah, subscribe to Bengal Tiger YouTube. Just takes a second. Appreciate you guys for listening to this edition. And we will catch you guys next week with another edition of the Bengal Tiger recruiting podcast. Check out all the LSU Army recruiting coverage as well. It's supposed to be a good weekend. Catch you next time, guys.